Under HIPAA Omnibus, business associates and their subcontractors are directly liable for HIPAA compliance. But what happens when a business associate is not U.S.-based or is located offshore? I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with attorney Stephen Wu, a partner specializing in data security issues at law firm Cook, Cobrick & Wu, LLP. Stephen will discuss how HIPAA Omnibus impacts offshore and non-U.S.-based business associates, including technology vendors and other suppliers. Hi, Stephen. Hello, Marianne. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. To start, does the HIPAA Omnibus rule say anything about offshore business associates? Marianne, the short answer to that is no. And let me just preface my statements here by saying this is a very complicated area of international law, but we'll parse through it as best as we can. But it, it is a very, very complicated issue, and there are no clear answers here. So does the rule say anything about offshore and business associates? No, they don't. And and so, it, you know, it, it is possible for an interpretation to say that because it's not directly addressing offshore business associates, then it does not cover any business associates outside the United States. That's one possible interpretation. So are there default rules about interpreting laws that are silent about offshore? And if so, how do these rules apply? Yes, there are default rules about statutory and regulatory interpretation. If you look at a law in a statute or regulation and it doesn't have any effects outside of the United States, then under the jurisprudence of statutory and regulatory interpretation, then there is no extraterritorial application. So in um, the Supreme Court this year, there, actually, there was actually a case called Kiobel versus Royal Dutch Petroleum in which the Supreme Court case talked about a canon of statutory interpretation known as the presumption against extraterritorial application. And what the Supreme Court said is when a statute gives no clear indication of an extraterritorial application, it has none. And that reflects a presumption that United States law governs domestically but does not rule the world. And there's a purpose behind this presumption, which is that it serves to protect against unintended clashes between the laws of the United States and those of other nations, which could result in international discord. The Supreme Court's case there drew on an earlier case, which was Morrison versus National Australia Bank Limited in 2010. And there, there was a question about whether uh, the, the United States District Court in New York could hear a case concerning the a securities fraud case, and there the trades were abroad, the, the purchases and sale of, of securities. And there they were talking about Section 10B of the Securities and Exchange Act and Rule 10B-5, which was a regulation promulgated under the Securities and Exchange Act. So you have both a statute and regulation there. And the Supreme Court says if the statute doesn't have any extraterritorial effect, neither does the regulation that's promulgated under it. So if you look at those rules together, in the absence of a statement that HIPAA applies in the High-Tech Act to business associates outside of the United States, then there is no extraterritorial effect. So can the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services fine or take enforcement actions against non-U.S.-based business associates for HIPAA noncompliance or breaches? 
under the principles that I was just saying, it's very doubtful that it could. There would have to be some kind of interpretation of the statute and regulations to have some kind of extraterritorial effect. And given that the plain text of the statute in the High Tech Act applying HIPAA to business associates and in the regulation, there's nothing talking about extraterritorial effect. It's very doubtful. So, you know, one of the things that I thought about before this program was to say, well, there could be effects in the United States, or it could be that a, a foreign business associate knows, if, if it knows that there is this effect on U.S. patients or the people who have protected health information, the individuals who are covered by HIPAA, if it knows that there is PHI in their systems, for example, that it knows that whatever it's doing in the foreign country is going to have an effect in the United States, then there should be some kind of coverage. That was my initial thinking. But when I was reading this case in the Supreme Court of the Morrison case, the Supreme Court expressly disagreed with an approach on securities laws that was very similar. The Second Circuit in, in the lower court there had gone through the process of interpreting Section 10B of the Securities and Exchange Act to say, well, there could be a cause of action in the United States if there was some effect on American securities markets or investors or significant conduct in the United States. And the Supreme Court rejected that kind of interpretation. So my thinking has changed since I read that decision. So even if the, the practices of the foreign business associate have some kind of uh, effect on American patients or people whose protected information, protected health information is being stored, and they know that they have some significant effect on these patients, then it's still under this case, the case that there is no extraterritorial application of the laws in the High Tech Act and HIPAA. And so to answer your question, can Department of Health and Human Services go after foreign business associates? It's doubtful because of this interpretation. So if HIPAA omnibus is not enforceable against non-U.S. based business associates, are there any international health privacy laws under which these non-U.S. based business associates would be liable instead? Yes. I think this is a topic that could be covered in in and of itself in its own program, but the European Union Data Protection Directive and equivalent laws in foreign countries might say that any privacy or security violations in that particular country are actionable in that particular country, either governmental enforcement action or a private action. We can't cover the entire world in one one short talk, but the short answer is, yes, the, if there's some kind of security breach in the, in the foreign country, then there could be some kind of enforcement action by the government in those particular countries. Even if it's involving U.S.-based patients' data? Even if it's involving U.S. patient data. So are covered entities allowed to outsource to offshore firms under HIPAA? That's a really good question. I think it's a different question than whether the regulations and statute apply directly to foreign business associates because the U.S. covered entity definitely is covered and then the U.S. covered entity has restrictions in terms of how the covered entity can deal with business associates. If you read the the regulations, it does expressly say a covered entity may disclose protected health information to a business associate. It doesn't say only a domestic. There are no specific prohibitions in statutes or regulations to say that a covered entity cannot outsource business associate functions to a foreign business associate. So one possible interpretation is to say, well, by by the regulation that I just read, you can 
as a covered entity, work with a business associate anywhere in the world. There's no specific prohibition in statute or regulation. But another possible interpretation would say, well, there's a particular definition of business associate in the regulation, and if laws are presumed not to have any extraterritorial effect, then a foreign business associate is not really a business associate within the meaning of the regulations. A foreign vendor, I should say, is not a, a business associate within the meaning of those regulations, and therefore the specific regulation that allows the sharing of PHI to business associates doesn't apply, and therefore under the regulations prohibiting unauthorized disclosures under 45 CFR 164.502A, then that would be an unlawful sharing of PHI and therefore outside of the, the permission of the regulations. So the question really comes down to, do you read the definition of business associate like you would read the definition of, say, the expression surgeon? A surgeon is a surgeon no matter where the surgeon is operating. So if you use that definition, then it would seem to allow the outsourcing of functions to a business associate anywhere in the world. If you say that the, the business associate is a term of art, that it's because of that presumption against extraterritorial application, there's an implied statement in there that it must be domestic, then you cannot, as a covered entity, outsource to a foreign business associate. So I'm really of two minds about this question, and I think it really comes down to the reality that covered entities are outsourcing to business associates all over the world, as a, as a matter of fact, and that's the most efficient thing for a lot of of covered entities and would really cause a lot of problems if there were restriction against outsourcing to foreign business associates. So if you read it literally, if you just look at the text of the regulations, defining a business associate without reference to place and then allowing the outsourcing of functions to business associates, then it would seem to be allowed. And I think that reflects reality uh, of what's going on here. Um, but what that means is that there is a loophole here. The loophole is that that covered entities are allowed to outsource to business associates under that reading, which is probably the way that you read the text today, and HHS could not go after those foreign business associates if there were a violation. However, there is still the requirement of flowing down by contract the requirements of HIPAA to these business associates. So there is enforceability, but it's sort of like the pre-omnibus rule of having to enforce through contract as opposed to by direct regulatory enforcement. Then when it comes to HIPAA compliance, what key steps do you think covered entities should take when dealing with non-U.S.-based vendors? For instance, are there any do's and don'ts that covered entities should keep in mind when doing due diligence of offshore or non-U.S.-based vendors? Yes, and I'll divide that question into three parts. I think there is first an administrative set of do's and don'ts. Second, I think there is a legal set of do's and don'ts. And three, I think there's a technical set of do's and don'ts. The administrative do's and don'ts would be thinking about doing your due diligence regarding the administrative, physical, and technical safeguards that are being used by uh, an offshore vendor. So I'm, I'm going to assume for now that uh, offshoring is allowed, so you wouldn't be going down this road if if you felt that uh, under the interpretation of the rule you can't offshore your your business associate functions at all. So I'm going to assume that the answer is you can do it. So what are you going to do if you're going to do it? So in terms of administrative procedures, in the contract negotiation phase, the covered entity or the business associate who's 
subcontracting, should do due diligence on these administrative, physical, and technical safeguards of the vendor and looking at the privacy practices to make sure that the vendor is protecting the information using the privacy practices and security practices that meet the HIPAA standards. In addition, there should be some ongoing assessment to make sure that the offshore vendor continues to meet those requirements, and then making sure that there is this contract flow down so that if there's any further subcontracting, either domestically or foreign, for foreign vendors, that the requirements flow down by contract. In terms of the specifically legal types of things that have to do with foreign entities, some of the things that the covered entity or business associate thinking using an offshore vendor should look at is finding out whether the national laws in the place where the vendor is located protect security and privacy. In addition, the covered entity should look to make sure that there's amenability to suit, perhaps in the United States, and, in, and one of the things that could be thought of is looking to make sure that there is the possibility of injunctive relief should it, should it be necessary to try to get some kind of immediate help with breach notification or to stop any security breaches. And are there laws that would allow the covered entity or business associate here to uh, seek enforcement of the order via contempt or something equivalent? Also, the business associate or, or covered entity here should make sure that there is good local council relationships. So if there should be some kind of problem, then the covered entity or business associate could get up and running quickly to try to seek legal relief. And in the country where the vendor is located, is there an independent judiciary? And does is there a reputation for protecting foreign entities so that you don't have problems of, of political judges, for example, swaying cases in one way or another? Then in terms of technical means of protection, one of the things that the, the covered entity or business associate could think of is different types of countervailing controls using technology to try to prevent data loss. So, for example, having tight network controls and using data loss protection, hardware and software to try to have a tighter control on information. It could also say as a, as a condition of doing this outsourcing, if, if, if there's an IT function involved here, what we would want is the device's software and hardware used by the vendor to have controls to have greater protection. So the, there could be containerization or virtualization of the information on local machines in the foreign country or thin client types of machines in order to minimize the risk that there could be data leakage. And finally, the covered entity or business associate may want to have systems of controlling the data itself using um, rights management type of software. So you could say that the foreign vendor could have access to information, but it expires, and after the expiration date, the vendor is unable to decrypt the information. Or there could be protections against forwarding it or printing it or things like that. So there, there could be ways of controlling the data themselves. So are there any other special or additional provisions that covered entities should consider having in their business associate agreements if dealing with an offshore firm? Yes, as a covered entity or a business associate could look at having terms such as requiring international arbitration of disputes, having the possibility of an arbitration panel, if possible under local law, provide interim relief, and placing, making sure that the place and language of arbitration is favorable to the covered entity or business associate outsourcing these functions, and ensuring that there would be an enforceability of the decision in any court of competent jurisdiction.
Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to attorney Stephen Wu. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.